0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co host and my little sister.
0: Hello, I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: A level biology topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely, lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource.
0: Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology Bible. Whatever you need us for, we
1: are here. Well that's what we hope anyway and we're on to episode four. So we're going to look at another method for studying cells today. So so last week we talked about types of microscopes as a way of studying, looking at them, getting like you know a good look at them and everything. T-E-M-S-E-M. That's right but this week we're going to look at two processes, cell fractionation, and ultracentrifugation, which ultimately means breaking open the cells, separating out all the organelles so that you can study the organelles properly. So for instance, if you want to look at those organelles closer without having to sort of look through a cell or into a cell, you can sort of analyse those, those organelles a bit closer. But also if you want to study the process that an organelle is involved in, then you can. So if you want to study respiration, for instance, you're going to need a lot of mitochondria. Mm. So you're going to need to get hold of a lot of mitochondria, which basically means get them out of the cells.
0: So the mitochondria still work when they're actually not in the cell?
1: As long as you give them what they need to carry out their process. So as long as they've got access to oxygen and glucose and stuff, they will still carry out respiration. So before we look at the actual steps in the processes, we just need to talk about the conditions that the organelles need to be in. One of the things is we're going to completely destroy the cells. The cells are going to be gone as a whole. But we want the organelles inside to still be intact. We don't mm-hmm. want them bursting. So we want them to still be, this, to be the same structure that they, that they should be. So we need to have three conditions for that. Basically, what will happen is we will take like a piece of tissue. It's going to be meat, essentially, like a piece of meat, piece of muscle, piece of liver or something like that. And that's going to contain all the cells, isn't it? It's going to be a starting point for this process. And it needs to be put into a specific solution. So do you remember we talked about digestive enzymes inside lysosomes in our first episode? Yes. Enzymes that break things down. If those enzymes could get to the organelles, they would be digested. So it's really important that the enzymes aren't working. So can you think of a way that that is possible? I have got no idea. I've got no idea. Okay. The best way to to stop all enzyme activity is to basically just put them in a really cold solution.
0: Freeze them.
1: Not quite, cuz then
0: they won't do anything. It,
1: because then you're freezing the, the the whole thing would be frozen. Yeah. So just cold, cuz like an enzyme's perfect temperature would be sort of body temperature. So you want to make it really cold so they're like much much colder than that so that it doesn't they don't they don't work right and then they won't attack your organelles another thing that's quite important is that there's no water movement into or out of the cell
0: osmosis
1: there's no osmosis mm-hmm. exactly so we need to put them into a solution what we call isotonic have you heard of that term before no it's used in like a, a commercial way isotonic drinks but from a sort of scientific point of view it basically means that the water potential or water concentration is going to be the same inside and outside of the organelles that way water won't move
0: what is an isotonic drink
1: yeah an isotonic drink is supposed to be something that's like a similar concentration to blood so that we thick sports drinks when you drink them actually do feel quite thick in terms of like the texture not necessarily like blood but it's supposed right. to have the same concentrations of things in it as, as the blood, so that your body will sort of absorb sugar quickly.
0: Oh, so it's something you would have, like, you, before you ran a marathon or something?
1: It's something that you would drink so that you made sure that you had lots of... like, you were absorbing the glucose quickly. Yeah. So that you could use it for respiration. The solution would have to be isotonic, so that the organelles weren't damaged. If they were in a solution that had a higher water potential, then they might take water on and burst. And it also needs to be the same pH... So you Mm -hmm. need to keep the pH at a good level. So they're the three conditions that we need the sort of tissue to be in. The next step is to basically what we call homogenise the tissue. And what does that mean? So imagine from the most basic level, if you wanted to cut up a piece of tissue, a piece of meat, you'd put it in like a blender. Mm -hmm. And that's like probably the best way to describe it. And that's really the way that the specification sort of sets out that you would do it. Essentially, you would just blend it or homogenize it the specification doesn't really make you go into any other particular detail but it does take a lot more than just sticking it in a blender or putting like a hand homogenizer to it Mm -hmm. it needs it does actually need a little bit more treatment than that really (laughs) so it would need to be right. you might need to add some detergent to it to break open the cells they also use like sound vibrations sometimes to like jolt them. They sometimes try and force them into holes at high pressure, just to burst them. Like they actually need a lot more work than just homogenizing, really. But the specification sets out that it's just basic. So all blending. the only
0: thing I really, I really need to know is
1: homogenize, homogenize, homogenize to break open the cell. What you end up then, once you've homogenised it, is we call the solution a homogenate. So I'll refer to, I might use that word again, mm-hmm. homogenate.
0: And the homogenate has got all of the cells in oh. So
1: all of the destroyed cells, just like the organelles that are now not part of it. There might be bits of membrane. There might still be whole cells intact that haven't been broken down. You've got a solution that contains all the organelles and then what we call cell debris. Which is just like... Other rubbish. Other bits of rubbish that we don't want. So we need to get rid of that, because if we don't get rid of it, when we try and get the organelles on their own, we won't get the organelles on their own, and we'll have loads of like interference with our results. So how do we get rid of it?
0: Um, we separate them with a centrifuge.
1: No. I <laughs> really oh, thought I might that. add that. That's how we get the organelles separate from each other. Okay. And that's the step after this. So how are we going to get all the debris away from just the organelles that we want? Pick them out. No.
0: Filter. It probably okay. like...
1: Oh, it, that, to be honest,
0: that's pretty simple. Yeah,
1: so it's like probably like a piece of gauze with sort of decreasing size of holes all the way through, and then so like eventually all the organelles should get through. But everything else should be kept out, so you won't have any what we call cell debris getting through, whole cells, bits of cell membrane, whatever. And now we call that the filtrate. So we've filtered our homogenate. Now we've got our filtrate, which should just contain... Organelles. Just organelles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we should be able to separate out the organelles. Can I just refer you to the the picture, the diagram of the day? So yes. Step one was the the mashing. The mashing. The homogenizing. The homogenizing. Yeah. Step two. Is the filtering. Is the filtering. The filtrate. And step three is, is going to be... the centrifuging. Is the centrifuging. Yes.
0: Okay. If you wanted to look at the excellent drawing, <laughs> where would you go? <laughs> well, you should
1: go to teach... I'm the teacher me. now. <laughs> <laughs> you should go to teachmescience.co.uk. And you will yes. find this lovely diagram in the resources. In the resources section, it's it's not much. It's just a few little pictures, mm-hmm. and I've deliberately left it quite blank so that you, as a as a student or as somebody revising, can take it and annotate it. So listen to the podcast and annotate the diagram as you're going along, as a sort of way of taking in the information and yeah. using it. There's one or two words, but nothing else. Okay. Mm-hmm. So number three is the centrifuge. Is the centrifuging now? centrifuging is you know a lovely little process for this it basically involves spinning really 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 quick really really quick and then it
0: s- forces the the heavier things towards the bottom
1: exactly well done
0: i remember doing it because i did it in science once
1: you're creating like a, a centrifugal force and it's like more than gravity so many times yeah more than gravity so it forces even small things they become technically heavy and they, they fall if you take your filtrate and you put it in a tube and you spin it first of all at quite a low speed for five ten minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the heaviest organelle?
0: Nucleus. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well done. So what will happen is all your nucleus, technically all your nuclei should should go to the bottom and form a little pellet at the bottom. It looks like a little white pellet in the tube, mm-hmm. and that should be nucleus. And then you'll have the rest of your solution on top of that, which should contain the rest of your organelles, but there shouldn't be any nucleus in there. You can remove that solution, put it into another tube. We call that solution the supernatant. So if you look at number four, you can see sediment one or pellet one is going to be the, what did you just say? The nucleus. The nucleus. And then your supernatant one, which is what's left, can be removed, put into another tube. Your sediment one, do what you want with, analyse them under a microscope if you want to, mm. anything like that. And then you do the same with supernatant too, I see. And then you do the same again. Mm-hmm. What
0: do you think the next... Heaviest thing. Heaviest organelle would be? Mm, let me think. The Golgi. Actually not, no. Uh, the ribosomes. No, because the they're really small. The mitochondria. Mitochondria, yes. Yeah, so
1: your mitochondria would be, if it was an animal cell, your mitochondria would be the next one. Mm-hmm. If it was a plant cell, it would actually be the chloroplasts. Chloroplasts. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah. So we call this process ultra centrifugation. The first spin in to get your nucleuses would probably be about a thousand times gravity. Your second spin to get either your chloroplast, if it's a plant cell, or your mitochondria, if it's an animal cell, would be more like the three thousand five hundred times gravity.
0: Okay. So you've got to
1: spin it a little bit faster because your organelles are a little bit smaller. Your second one should have, as we've talked about, either your mitochondria or your chloroplast. And then you do it a third time, and you just keep doing that until you've got decreasing in mass at the end. And what would your last organelles be?
0: So that would be the lightest and the smallest? My ribosomes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So ribosomes. your last one would yeah. be
1: ribosomes. Yeah. So you've got those separate pellets at the end with your organelles in. Nucleus to start with, because that's your heaviest. Then chloroplast if it's a plant cell. Mitochondria next. Lysosomes would be, would come next. Then your ER and your Golgi, quite difficult to separate those in terms of mass because they're both flattened sacs, so Uh they probably come out in the same pellet and then the ribosomes at the end.
0: And that's how you separate each of them all up so you can concentrate just on the one organelle. Okay. And that's actually all your new information. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing, like, there's this quite a recent thing, because obviously they wouldn't have known about organelles until they made the TEM and SEM microscopes which we did last time so they wouldn't have known about them until then so surely this wouldn't have come around until way after that okay so it must be quite a recent thing
1: well I've just looked it up and because that was a really good question and I wanted to actually find that out because I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. the person who actually pioneered this technique was called Albert Claude and he he was the person who actually carried out this this technique of sort of differential centrifugation and that was in the sort of 30s and 40s so 1930s, so not, 1940s. But not too long ago then. But the, the, the good thing is, is that when he first started to actually come up with this process, they hadn't actually made um, electron microscopes available so he actually was able to in the 40s when they brought out and made those those microscopes available he was then able to actually look at the organelles which i think is really good
0: so he was doing that before they he could even know what they he'd were, started
1: he'd started the process it says in the early 40s electron microscopes became available and he was the first to use this new technology to look at this to look at cells and obviously oh. he'd, he'd broken the cells up and he could look at the organelles as well which is pretty good isn't it really yeah yeah. and you're right it is quite a recent discovery okay so with this sort of information the sort of exam questions that you could be getting are fairly straightforward so it might be that you have to describe the process I mean that's just factory call you're just literally rolling off the steps that it takes to do it it might be that you have to explain a condition, so you might have to like you might have to state the conditions that cells need to be placed in beforehand. So the, you know like the isotonic and the the cold and things like that. So you mm. might need to state them, and might need to explain why, or you might have to explain a particular reason behind a step. So you might need to explain why that why the homogenizing, why they're filtering, and so. Okay. Yeah. Does that sort of make sense? So they're yeah, the th- 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 sort yeah. of areas where you'd be asked. i think they're fairly straightforward questions as long as you know your stuff so the first question i want to talk to you about i've got three exam questions as usual okay first is a one marker what property of sal organelles allows them to be separated by centrifuging so why can we get nucleuses of the first pellet and chloroplasts in the second pellet and so on
0: way different yeah exactly amounts yeah
1: Okay. So they're all different weights, they're all different masses, sizes or densities. Yeah. They were okay. The, answers the, the way that was worded really confused me, but it was really easy. Yeah. The second question is a two marker, okay? Go for it. Explain why the homogenate was filtered before spinning at a low speed in centrifuge.
0: Because you're getting rid of everything from the cells that isn't an organelle. Yeah. How do I need to word that? So
1: the key terms that I used when I was explaining it were to remove cell debris. Debris. Or whole cells. Okay. That are still intact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one mark. Okay. Because why should we remove them? So you,
0: you have to s- explain why. Yeah. And that's because we just want the organelles. We
1: just want the organelles. Yeah. And if we didn't, it would interfere with the results. So our first yeah. pellet wouldn't be nuclei, it would be nucleus and loads of it rubbish. would be maybe some cell whole cells you just really yeah get what you wanted
0: get it i get
1: it yeah question three is a five marker mm-hmm. so again at the end of paper one or near to the end of paper one you get three five markers and this is one of them okay describe and explain so state the thing and then explain why so describe and explain how cell fractionation and ultra centrifugation can be used to isolate mitochondria from a suspension of animal cells. So that's so, just a normal cell. So a normal cell. So, so
0: it's asking me to explain how so I would it's, separate. it's yeah.
1: So it's asking you to to describe and explain. So for instance, what would the first step be? Looking at the picture. Mashing it up. Homogenize. 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 Well done. So the first step is homogenizing. Yes. And so why that, do we do that?
0: We do that to, to break down all the meat and stuff.
1: To break open the cells
0: to break open the yes. cells yes can I just ask a question yeah if I put a banana in <laughs> would it break open all the cells in the banana
1: you want to make a smoothie <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so describing is saying that you do the homogenizing and then the, like to go along with it to get that mark
0: so we do that to break open the cells to break open the cells got it so
1: that's your first mark number
0: one yeah What's Second mark. the
1: next step filtering it right and why do we do that
0: we filter it to get all the organelles filtered away from the cell debris. Yeah, yes. well done. Excellent.
1: And then think about this, the conditions that, that those cells had to be in before they were broken so open. So you have
0: to make them really cold. Why? It stops the enzymes from working. Exactly. And another one... I'm surprised I actually remember no, that. that was great. Well done. <laughs> um,
1: and the other one was... No water movement. We don't want any no water, water movement, movement, okay. So that the organelles don't burst if they fill with water. Yes. Oh, yes. Or shrink that. if they lose water. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. So that could be another couple of marks. So so mm-hmm. far we're up to four marks. Next step. Centrifuge. To centrifuge, and what would you get in your first pellet? Nucleus. Well done. And then second
0: one, mitochondria.
1: And then your second one would be yes. mitochondria. So just making sure you get that. The next time you do it, you'd have to be a slightly higher speed. And then you get your mitochondria. Yeah. And that would be the second palette. done. Well done. That's so a hard question. It though, is yes. a hard question. And obviously, like I said, you'd need to know your stuff. you need to know that process through and through mm. to be able to just yeah. literally regurgitate it onto the page. All the detail you can think of to get all yeah. your five marks. And one thing that I do want to just quickly say, because it's, it's a common mistake, the number of times I've marked homeworks and basic mocks and all things like that. Mm. The marking point about osmosis, a lot of pupils put... To prevent osmosis, to to stop damage to the cells. And you're not going to get a mark for that. Right. Because the cells are already gone. The cells oh, okay. are gone. The cells are broken oh, open. Okay. Cells are destroyed. It's about the organelles. It's about uh-huh. the mitochondria. It's about the nucleuses. It's about keeping them intact. Yeah. Because the cell, you've already destroyed it. You just homogenized it. It's gone. The cells are gone. It's what's inside that now we're worried about. And the number of people that make that mistake when they've they've just talked they've just got a mark for talking about breaking open the cells, and then they're ta- they're talking about sort of trying to keep the cells intact, which doesn't really make sense so that that's three three questions that I found out that I thought were pretty good at sort of showing the sorts of questions you mm-hmm. might get, yeah, okay okay so i just want to remind you for the last time so this is the last time that i'm reminding you of this month's wider reading next episode i will have brand new wider reading recommendations for you so this month and for this last time we are recommending to you the book the immortal life of henrietta Lacks* by a author called rebecca skloot uh, s-k-l-o-o-t a wonderful book i tell you what, I was really surprised about putting the recommendation out on Twitter so that people could see and just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Loads of love for this book. You know, a lot oh, of people, good. a lot of people talking about this book. And one of the biggest reasons why they're talking about it right now is because it was actually her birthday the other day. Oh, on the day that that's we re- cool. On the day that we released the, the first episode. It was her birthday. It was Henrietta Lux's, <gasps> it would have been her 100th birthday. It's like it was meant to be. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, actually. And mm. I was quite touched by that it's yeah. quite um and you know it's really funny you know in the book the author talks about how the family say that the only reason that this author is going through all these steps and getting all this research to make this book was because Henrietta is pushing her to do it and I felt like you can all you can always say that can't you like there's any like uh, something's pushing you to do stuff yeah I thought I felt like there was a little connection there yeah so so there so that's the book that I, we have recommended and please do read it it's so worth it and we also have recommended a Science Versus podcast. podcast Really good podcast. I'm really looking forward to the next series. They're working on it now. It won't be so much corona-based uh, mm-hmm. stuff. There's going to be some more stuff in there. So I'm looking forward to that coming back, actually.
0: Okay, what are your three takeaways? So I've written three things down. Homogenise, Centrifuge, and I've written Albert Claude. So these are my takeaways. Do you want to um, expand upon in- them? Expand, expand, embellish? No.
1: Happy, happy, <laughs> those no.
0: takeaways. Well, I've I written homogenise because that was the
1: one of the first steps. One of the first steps. All the first step. Yeah.
0: I should really have just written down all the steps? So <laughs> homogenise, filter, centrifuge, and then super sediment. I can't remember.
1: <laughs> super set of supernatant.
0: Supernatant.
1: Well, let's just quickly embellish them together. So, why do we homogenise? We homogenise to um, break open the cells. Brilliant. Why do we centrifuge? We filter okay yeah well you didn't put that as one of your takeaways so oh, i didn't okay. mention it but you just your next step was so centrifuge.
0: This is centrifuge so we centrifuge to separate the organelles because of weight
1: yeah well done and who's albert claude
0: albert claude was the bloke who invented this this process this process yeah well
1: done okay so it's time for Rhea's roundup, Rhea's roundup. Rhea's
0: roundup.
1: to study organelles They must be removed from their cells through a process of cell fractionation and ultracentrifugation. The tissue must be in a solution that is cold to prevent enzyme activity, isotonic to prevent osmosis and therefore the organelles will not burst or shrink and it must be buffered to keep the pH the same. The tissue is homogenised to break the cell membrane up. The homogenate is then filtered to remove whole cells and cell debris and the filtrate is then spun in a centrifuge at a low speed and the nuclei will move to the bottom to form a pellet. The supernatant that contains the rest of the organelles is spun at a slightly higher speed to remove the chloroplast in a plant cell or mitochondria in an animal cell. The speed increases each time to isolate each group of organelles, the order being nucleus, chloroplast in a plant cell, mitochondria, lysosome, ER and Golgi, and then lastly, the smallest of the organelles, the ribosome. In terms of the information and what to do with it, I highly recommend, just as a very sort of quick process because you get because if you've listened to the podcast anyway then you might as well get the diagram to go with it and then just use the podcast to annotate that diagram. Then you've got something solid then in your revision notes, in your folder that you can use. Again, just making notes, making flashcards, making mind maps, anything at all. What I do with my pupils at this stage is, once I've taught it to them, is I set them a homework where they have to do something creative with it. Because I used to do it in the lesson itself. I used to have these small cameras. I used a whiteboard and pen and I used to make them record themselves just describing the process, sort of drawing little pictures to go along with it. yeah it it was a way of just getting them to they had to know the information to say it on camera Mm -hmm. so it was just a way of getting them to make sure they knew it in their head
0: like i find a way of remembering stuff is that if you teach it to somebody else so much easier for you to remember it
1: i'm going to do a little episode about revision techniques and advice on revision i think in the next two weeks or so okay because I've done a little bit of research into it and obviously I've got experience anyway in the sort of ways that we've always taught them. There's a lot of research out there about studying yeah. and what the best sort of techniques are and things. So I'll, I'll, we'll do a little episode on that. So yeah, that, that's kind of what I used to get them to do. Just like a quick five minute record themselves. and All you could see was their whiteboard and pen. And they used to just literally record their hand, like drawing and talking yeah. and just little labels and things like that. But they had to talk. And they had to know what they were talking about. And I think that kind of helped them to, mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. But once we didn't use those cameras anymore, it was hard to do that. So I just got them to think of something creative they could do. So that is it for episode four. Okay, self fractionation and ultra centrifugation Sarah? Let's talk about how you can contact us.
0: You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. And of course, we do have our website, which we talk about all the time. www.teachmescience.com uk You can tweet at us, and that's at Teach Me Biocast. And um, we've also got Instagram, and that's Teach Me Biology Cast. Please don't forget to send us your puns. Hashtag <laughs> Biology Puns on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, and any questions, any queries, any pictures of the revision that you are doing to help others, any ideas, any you anything at highlight all. Highlight anything we have but said but that is the wrong. Puns. Anything at all, just just talk to us it'd be nice to get a little bit of feedback and also rate and reviewers so others can oh, find yeah. us we are on all the platforms it would be good if mm-hmm. we could get start to yeah. get a little bit of feedback about what we're doing
0: because if you think what we're doing is good if you as an a-level biology student are feeling that this is beneficial for you it's definitely going to be beneficial for other people as well so
1: yeah that would be good
0: oh there's the bell what you got I've got PE, but I forgot my kit. Can oh, you no. Write, can you write me a note? Uh,
1: no. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just say I've got, like, a disease or something.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I have been Rhea Corbett.
0: And I have been Sarah Matthews. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.